Um, I think right now we just need the prayers and, you know, we need the the money to rebuild our town. This is going to be a long, long road ahead of ahead of us. And um, we're just trying to fundraise and, and, and make sure that the displaced families can go back home one day. Um, there's a lot of real estate speculation happening right now that is really frustrating. And I just want to remind all you real estate investors around the world, like Lahaina is not for sale. Um, please don't reach out to these families and take advantage of them during the most devastating time of our lives. You know, we just heard from our reporter and, and from a couple of, of women who say that they were upset about what tourists were doing. Now you're telling me that there are real estate investors reaching out to people about their property. Uh, what's going on exactly? Yes, homeowners have been reached out by investors and realtors offering to buy their land. And this is disgusting disgusting and we just want to make sure that people around the world understand our situation and know that Lahaina is not for sale. It is important that the multi-generational families that come from Lahaina get to continue to live in our hometown. I live on Maui. The media is lying and or covering up the extent of the damage and the death count. I personally know people that are telling me that death and destruction is way worse than we're being told. I am witnessing the cover-up by the media firsthand. Now to the fires in Maui. It's it's um, is it one big land grab? That's the question today. Is it one big land grab? Is it part of a World Economic Forum plan to turn Maui into a 15 minute island or a series of islands? Uh, many people are now rightly questioning the timing and location of these fires, though totally destroying the city of Lahaina, a city that, as you saw from the governors and the footage there, that they just showed totally destroyed. Now this city, this city is totally destroyed. And a city that has fought against development by wealthy outsiders for decades. And you don't need me to tell you this. It's easy to look up. It's easy to see. All you need to do is, in fact, you can speak to the families who've talked about not wanting to give up their homes and not wanting to be sold out and bought out uh, by, you know, uh, resort uh, developers. And, and so they've continued to keep their small businesses, their small family inns, their small restaurants, the cafes, the coffee shops. They've kept that. And the overwhelming number of people who live here have lived here for decades in this town. Go, some going back to the early 1900s in this town. And many people right are questioning the timing of all of this. If you look at the demographics of this area, when you study Lahaina's demographics, you'll see a mostly Asian population with a large Native Islander population. Many families refusing to sell their land to billionaire developers over the years. In fact, you can see the latest development projects that are already approved for Maui on, how, um, on Hawaii's government portal. So I spent quite a bit of time today going through um, Hawaii's uh, history and approval of these projects. Here in green uh, are the projects already set for approval. Those are already approved. Um, here in yellow are pending projects. 
And here in red are the proposed projects that haven't been approved. But you notice right there in the center of your screen, that's Lahaina. Notice how all of those developments, see all of those houses, all of that area is just like off limits. Because guess what? People live there. Well, not anymore. Because now it's all been destroyed. So this area had basically been off limits to development because, you know, Native Islanders and longtime residents refused to sell their homes. So who knows? Perhaps there's nothing nefarious going on here at all. But now this entire city has been totally destroyed. Welcome back to Inside Four Walls for an article that is a mixture. It's an opinion and an editorial piece from the New York Post, but I think it hits the nail on the head in quite a few spots, and we will discuss it. Let's get into it. Joe Biden is indifferent to Maui's fire because he'll win Hawaii anyway. I was touching on this in the last episode, and then I found this article literally in the side of it while saying it. Let's get into it. By the Post Editorial Board, August 14th. Like, look at this footage. Yeah. Just to get an idea of the destruction here. It should have been the easiest thing in the world for staff to set up a podium at the beach this weekend for President Joe Biden to offer some heartfelt sympathy for the victims. Oh, hold on. Sympathy for the victims of the victims and survivors of the horrific Maui wildfire. Uh, all right. This has been an absolute nightmare of an episode. Let's continue on, shall we? Let's see. Even after exiting the chopper back in D.C. on Monday, he offered nothing. Though, again, setting up the podium for some fast remarks would have been a 15-minute work. If his staff is that afraid of letting him speak spontaneously in front of a few cameras, his foot-in-mouth disease is even worse than we thought. Only later on Monday did Team Biden finally get around to offering a substantive, sympathetic comment on the nightmare via X, X Twitter. The guy famed for his supposed sympathy couldn't offer more than six heartless words total on a terrible tragedy, not as long as he was on vacation. Quote, in all. He's been away two weeks on the beach with four days scattered, or yeah, scattered back and forth at the White House. Look at this, heartless Joe, man. Vice President Kamala Harris, meanwhile, spent the weekend at $10,000 per ticket fundraiser in Martha's Vineyard. Two takeaways. One, Biden's empathy is fake. A shtick he mastered long ago. Not an actual... Really, you think he's mastered that? Anyway. Lodestar for his actions or thoughts. Biden and Harris know they'll still win the electoral votes of hyper-democratic Hawaii come November 2024. And that's all they really care about. Now, let's see. Any comments? There are no comments. 
Perhaps you deluded yourself into thinking, well, now that they're talking about it, they must be willing to do something. Let me take you to this headline right here. Biden-Harris not going to Maui because they don't want to distract from relief efforts. You heard that right, folks. The president and the first lady, or sorry, the president and the vice president are not going to the site of a natural disaster because they don't want to distract from the relief. Well, uh, theoretically, you should be the fucking relief, right? Thank God Oprah's house was magically untouched, right? Anyway, let's move on. This article is by Olivia Land. President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris will not travel to Maui in the aftermath of the devastating wildfires because they, quote, don't want to distract from the ongoing rescue efforts, the VP said today, while at least 1,000 people remain unaccounted for. Quote, we don't want to distract from the resources that need to go into the victims of this tragedy. And of course, the needs of the first responders have to be able to be the focus of the issue. Biden issued a federal disaster declaration for the islands on Thursday, CNN said. The federal government also released food and water to support 5,000 people for five days. Oh, well, that's just so fucking kind of you. Yes, somehow for a nickel a day, I can feed a thousand kids in Africa, according to some fat guy on my TV at 3 a.m. Weird how that seems to work. People, for five days, the outlet confirmed on Friday. Surgeon rescue efforts are still underway as officials estimate that at least 1,000 people remain missing. Look at this crazy photo. Speaking to the Today Show on Friday morning, Maui City Mayor Richard Bisson said the number of deceased victims will likely increase as the current toll only accounts for those found outside the buildings. Authorities are waiting for FEMA to continue uh, scoring burned-out structures, he said. In addition to the missing and deceased, thousands of people are now displaced after being forced to flee their homes as they were engulfed in flames as Joe Biden leisurely goes on vacation. Quote, We are looking at years and years and years of recovery here, she added. While Biden and Harris shied away from visiting the scene of the devastation, Oprah Winfrey has already been spotted volunteering at a relief shelter. Oh, well, some credit there, I guess. On the the media mogul, who is part-time Maui resident, donated supplies and chatted with displaced residents at the War Memorial Stadium in Wayaku Thursday. Wild. Now, uh, let's, uh, let's see, any comments? Yes, give me one second. Let's read these three comments and wrap this episode up. W. W. says... 
like a helicopter flyover or two or two and meeting with local officials and survivors away from the scene would be a distraction. It would show leadership and compassion. If I wasn't already totally in disgust by Biden Harris, I would be now staying away from a disaster seemed to be seemed to be his meme now. The beach and basement are beckoning. Uh, Ralph, 1956, says, I agree. They don't need these public-seeking freeloaders there. They need people to work for a living to respond for immediate needs. Uh, Tomate Patata says, Tomate Patata says, They are also not going to the border because they don't want to distract from illegal border-crossing efforts. Based all around, as always, folks, this has been Inside Four Walls. I have your host, James Madison, and I shall talk to y'all later. It was a firestorm. I know what There was tornadoes of ash the size of charcoal from a barbecue, like being thrown by baseball players. I'm ducking behind walls. I had to kick in the door at Bubba Gump's to get out of it because I was getting pounded. And then Bubba Gump started on fire, and I'm running down Front Street, and the wall, there's like 80 people, and the ocean was on fire. Firefighter told me because the first layer of ash causes a seal. And then the next layer of ash was all the ambers. So the tide line was on fire and I had to jump through the water and come up through the fire. And 80 people, they were on the wall. Everybody started jumping in. Coast Guard was out there grabbing people. And I was like, no, I'm good. I was born in the water. I'm a cop. And they're grabbing people and I swam. I knew my phone was only good for like 15 seconds being submerged. Then swam for like a half mile north. It was like nothing you've ever seen. This was bad that the people in their cars that were dead and from asphyxiation and the fire blew out the car and you just saw the numbers of the dead are so wrong. People. I'd like to express my sympathy and warmest regards to the people of Hawaii and specifically all of those who have been so gravely and irreparably hurt by the tragedy of the wildfires in Maui, something the likes of which have seldom been seen anywhere at any time. The death caused by this catastrophic event will be far worse than ever expected now that houses and cars and other areas are being inspected. The sad thing is, it should never have happened. Our government was not prepared, and very importantly, the aftermath is going very poorly with the governor of the island wanting to do nothing but blame it on global warming and other things that just happened to pop into his head. When asked about it today, as he was getting into a car, perhaps coming home from the beach, where he has been spending a great deal of time Crooked Joe Biden, the most incompetent president in the history of our country, with a laugh and a smile, said he had no comment on the death and the tragedy. To say no comment is oftentimes fine, but to be smiling when you say it, especially against such a tragedy as this, is absolutely horrible and unacceptable. 
It is a disgraceful thing that Joe Biden refuses to help or comment on the tragedy in Maui, just as he refused to help or comment on the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, for a very, very long time. In any event, hopefully everyone will be able to pull together so that a horrible situation does not get even worse. To the families affected, I give you my love and sympathy. Nothing can ever replace your loved ones, but you will always have the memories and will feel their great love surrounding and embracing you. Together, we will continue to carry their legacy forward, and I love you all very much. Thank you. Survivors of the Maui fire say that they received no warning and that the flames appeared so quickly that escape was difficult. Everything was suddenly in flames and many found refuge in the ocean for hours while their homes burned to the ground and into the same powdery ash footprint we've seen in recent years. So far, it is estimated that nearly a thousand people have died. Locals are worried this includes hundreds of children who were home due to school being canceled that day. Several people are reporting that the government is not only doing little to help, but they are blocking local efforts to do so and are not allowing local donations through, and that they are blocking life-saving medicine because it isn't federally approved. Denying people access to bring in supplies, just supplies for people to live. The government withholding every single one of our donations because we are not a part of FEMA and Red Cross. So none of this is eligible for giving out. Tell me why, I have no freaking clue. The people of Maui are on their own for now. And aside from the federal government's bureaucratic failure, they have good reason to be suspicious. Just like what we saw five years ago in Paradise, California, there was nothing normal about these fires. Within a day of burning, it was like a bomb went off. When you see the full, the full extent of the destruction of Lahaina, it will shock you. It does appear like a bomb and fire went off, if I may. And all of those buildings virtually are going to have to be rebuilt. It will be a new Lahaina. Local residents have been reporting bright flashes of light. One was captured by a home security camera that appears to have been the start of the Olinda fire. Many people are saying that it was directed energy weapons. We know that most major governments already have them. And during the California fires, online weather maps recorded what looks like a laser from above, striking an area just before it bursts into flames. In his research, Dennis Mills discovered that the incendiary aluminum and barium nanodust from chemtrails is most likely fueling the ferocity of today's so-called super wildfires. And on the day before the Maui fires broke out, locals were reporting a heavy overcast from chemtrailing that they'd never seen before. It's also interesting to note that the Maui police chief was the incident commander for the Las Vegas mass shooting in 2017. La Haina is considered to be a historic and sacred land. It was the capital of the Kingdom of Hawaii before it was taken by the United States. 
It's been occupied by native Hawaiians ever since, who are defiantly opposed to the mainland outsiders who have been buying up land with no respect for local culture. Not just BlackRock and Vanguard, but billionaires like Mark Zuckerberg, who owns more land on Kauai than what the government of Kauai owns. And Oprah Winfrey, who has bought over a thousand acres of land in Hawaii, including a new 870 acres in Maui she just bought this spring. In 2018, the Paradise wildfires broke out exactly where the United Nations have plans to somehow make off-limits to humans. And that same year, a report on wildfire prevention was published that was focused on the exact same areas in Maui where the fires just broke out. All the historic downtown, all of it is demolished and all the, the houses gone. But those commercial big box stores are still there. Hawaii Governor Josh Green has been putting the World Economic Forum's Great Reset Agenda ahead of Hawaiian interests. Just weeks before the fire, he unveiled an emergency proclamation on housing that eliminates the traditional land use commission, allowing the government more leeway to build as they see fit, such as building 15-minute smart cities run by artificial intelligence, just like they've been planning to do in Hawaii for years. At some point, I will make a major donation after all of the smoke and ashes have settled here and we figure out what the rebuilding is going to look like. This is going to be a, a long and difficult process. You're going to see a lot of Phoenix stories rising from the ashes here. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese.